Good morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am so excited to be here this morning. ZK, thanks for coming. <laughs> ZK, ZK is set up the studio in my house. We're doing the shows. Uh, we're actually doing it on a Wednesday morning, and you're going to hear it on Friday morning. But uh, you know, we're this is our last show before the Chagim, so we're going to just you know get into that little bit of Yontif mode and talk about sweets and desserts. And we're going to talk about self care and healthy, and we're going to talk about trips for Cholamoed, and we're going to talk about trips for the winter. We just we've got a lot to talk about today. But for those who were tuning in for the very first time. We did this last week. You're going to fill in the blanks because you know the routine. For those who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time. There you go. Whenever I point, if you're watching us on the YouTube channel, I'm going to point to you when you have to shout out the, the fill in the blank. Um, I love food. I love to shop for food. Um, I love to eat in restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. And anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. I wrote two cookbooks. I run chop competitions. I do Zoom cooking classes. And I love to travel. Um, for those of you who are interested in joining me on a Sukkot program that follows every single protocol, I already went down and checked out the program in Orlando, Florida. You can reach out to me and I can put you in touch with Smilo Family Destinations. And you can travel with me six feet apart with your mask on um, to an amazing program. And a big thank you to the Smilo uh, Family Tours because they are offering all the followers 10% off for just, if you're a listener of the Nachum Siegel Network, Naomi 10 will save you 10% off the program, which is a phenomenal and generous price for our followers So and listeners. So go check it out. Um, or reach out to me and uh, I'll connect you with them. So uh, if you want to travel, if you want to eat, let me know where you eat or ate or what you make. Give me a call uh, at Naomi at NachamSiegel.com. I love hearing about your food experiences. Um, so we're going to have a great, great, great show today. Uh, let's start off. We're going to have my friend Rachel Critch. Am I saying it right, Rachel? Critch, right? Crish. Good job. I did Krish. it good? Krish. With a ch at the a end. Ch but, you know, I so, respond to everything. So Rachel's a follower of mine. She asked me to do an event for her, uh, for her shawl, right? Which yes. Did, yes, which we will be doing which as we'll soon be doing, as we can all be together and exactly, do it. Exactly. We're going to be doing an amazing uh, cooking class um, in a couple of months when Corona has lifted because we want to be all together in person um, yes. in, in New Jersey. Uh, but... Rachel not only is a member, active member of her shawl, she's an active fellow traveler. And yes. I, did you hear, I gave you actually a shout out on last week's show saying that I'm going to be having you on today because I heard uh, I so much talk about um, travel. And even though like we're in this quarantine kind of, not even quarantine, we're not in quite, we're like, what do we call we're this? this? We're in this. We're in this weird in-between phase because we live in an area that's a lot freer to travel. But once we get back, we have a lot of restrictions. Right, so and we just have to plan ahead. And also, when we go anywhere, the minute we leave our house, we have to be mindful. We need our yes. masks. We need to stand six feet, stand six feet apart. Um, you know, from outdoor restaurants minyanim in backyard still here in the five towns so um things are a little bit different but travel is definitely on the uptick now and absolutely and it's 
at the end of the summer, it just blew up like it was any other time. Right. I, I, I did notice that. I, people were, you know, I work a lot on overseas programs. I was supposed to go with Costa Rica to Greece on a Greek island tour this about two weeks ago. <laughs> Obviously, those those were <laughs> cancelled. So right. instead of doing that, instead of going overseas, there are a lot of thousands of thousands of people supposed to be in Israel. They went out. If you're from New York, you went out west. You went to Colorado. You went to California. We, I don't know. It depends on what state was open and where you felt comfortable. Some people went upstate to the Finger Lakes or Donnie Klein from, yeah, that's kosher. He went to the Finger Lakes. Um, mm-hmm. I went to Wyoming. That was, that was safe. And then to Colorado. So... You know, it all depends on, you know, at the time what's going on. You have to follow all the follow-up of what's safe and what's not safe and, you know. But I thought we should have uh, Rachel on to help you plan a trip. Yes. So, thank you. So, I actually, on the side of my professional work, I also run a small, I call it a travel advisory company. It's called Planet For You. And you can find me at planetforyou.com. The U is a you, not the, not the word, or on Instagram. And what I did when we stopped traveling and we stopped planning trips in March and April is I kind of shifted my attention on when we do open up, how is it safe to travel? Because I help people make their trips easy and doable. And this extra layer of stress was just, just wasn't going to go. So I work very hard with people on figuring out where is a safe place to go? Where it, what are their comfort, the individual's comfort levels, and how to make that work on a trip to really just get away and get that headspace. I always joke with people, like in June and July, I'm like, I get it. You just need to look at a different set of four walls. It doesn't really matter anymore where you are. Just something different. And it's really opening up people's eyes to how great travel in the United States actually is and how we, you know, we're always going all over the place. We live in, you know, the north the the northeast. We can get to Europe and Israel so so quickly. But there's so much here. And Naomi, you showed that when you were on your Great Plains trip all I, around I in had- Wyoming. I had no idea how beautiful – a lot of people have done the Grand Canyon, but not yes. a lot of people have done – and they've done that whole Sedona, Utah, you know, as Arizona. That whole thing. And Arizona wasn't really the state what had very high numbers. Right. Summer, so, so I, But I, I didn't even think about – like I did think about it. I'd already done it, so it wasn't on my radar. Right. But, but then when I saw Wyoming and, and Yellowstone and, and Colorado were like, okay, then, mm-hmm. you know – Let's do out there. And I got so much response. Yeah, it's just amazing. Even I told my whole family, like, we're doing this trip next summer. Like, this is our summer vacation next year. And it's something we've always wanted to do. And it kind of inspired us personally to really move forward and making those plans. But people sometimes get a little stressed out about the planning. And you, you show that you can just you can just do it. And the food can be fine. And you find right. stuff I found the way. kosher food Everywhere in the tiny Everywhere. town of Red Lodge, Montana, where we spent overnight, <laughs> we were there less than twelve hours. Um, you, there, I went to the local supermarket and I found Dave's Killer Bread, the same that they buy in the five towns. Right, exactly. I stocked up fruits and vegetables. I bought pizza bases for my Betty Crocker pizza maker mm-hmm. in Red Lodge, Montana. Like, oh, go figure. Yeah. Right, yeah. you can't get kosher. The biggest thing you can't get is the meats. And, and the, the cheese. and the cheese you can't yes. get that you have to come with that but it did it does travel amazing like um but we ate shuck sugar in the mornings I picked up fresh eggs I had my little um 
containers of awesome shakshuka sauce that come in a little red package. I got it Gourmet Life. Yep. I froze those so that it shouldn't puncture in the suitcase. They were still frozen the next day, even after mm-hmm. traveling and being in a cooler pack, not in a freezer. They were still a little frozen, which was great. That's um, amazing. And something people might not realize is how cold the check baggage area is on a plane, underneath an airplane. When you pack food, if you pack like a food suitcase, if you're going on a trip like this, it will stay frozen underneath the plane and it will stay good. It is very cold down there. So it's a, something we kind of overlook when we're packing. You don't need to bring it on the plane with you. When Send I, it underneath. When I fly from Australia and you are legally allowed to bring meat from Australia to America, mm-hmm. so long as you show mm-hmm. the receipt that it's from a butcher. In Australia, we call it mm-hmm. docket. So I show that the docket. I go, here, I've got lamb. I, at LA, I oh, show them, you know, when you go through so the first customs out of Australia, I go, what have you got in there? Because you have to say that you've got meat. Here's my docket from Australia. I have Australian lamb. They're like, carry on, ma'am. Just go through the security. They put the bags through and they didn't even open my suitcase and I was good to go. It stayed frozen until I got to my house in New York. It's about a 28-hour yeah. trip and it was yeah. still frozen. So if we keep that in mind and you just kind of accept that you're going to take a checked bag and you're going to pay the 25 or 35, it's a lot less than shipping food everywhere. Just take the things you know you can't get anywhere, like the the cheese and the meats. I always say if you like to just have everything ready ahead of time, pre-make a few things and throw them in the check luggage and and send it. So if you don't want to spend time at grocery stores, I know some people love shopping when they're on vacation. Me. You love it. Yeah, you I love, love it. The different things. I found so and many OU products that we don't have in the five towns. That's so funny. Yeah, that's holy so guacamole with it was yes. was the avocado with the tomatillos mixed oh into it. It was insane. Yes, they have to start getting that here. I don't know. I don't. I'll talk to Howie at Gourmet Club. Yeah, see what we could do about that. But it's it's really if you don't like to do that, then you can just prep a little ahead, like as if you're prepping for Yantif, and and just take stuff with you it takes some thought but then you're on this trip and you are able to do things that you really felt before maybe you couldn't do because of food and i don't think food access to kosher food should ever stop anyone from going anywhere like that shouldn't be the reason that you're not exploring some amazing place especially in the united states where kosher is so easy so Um, easy i was i was going to tell you that um i mean you can easily ship Hapanash food to your hotel or pack it with yes. your frozen underneath if you are if you are nervous but I re- and I found the hotels were very happy to help and if like what we did was I picked a place that you know we you could start off like flying to Denver loading up in Denver but I mm-hmm. would say load up in Cal- in in New York or home base and then finish the trip where a place that has kosher food. So that's why we ended up in Denver. And, you know, the first meal in the restaurant was great, you know, after eating food, even though it was delicious, like, you know. It's different. It's, it's different. different. It's nice to go it's to different. get a fresh slice of pizza after eating, like, you know, warmed yeah. up chicken or, you know, deli sandwiches exactly. a lot. And I agree with that model that you, you take what you can and you use it up and then you end up somewhere and then you can, and then you have that extra suitcase for all of the cool things you bought along the way. Right. And you don't just <laughs> so what kind, so we'll talk about the cool things that you collect yeah. and then we'll talk, I also want to talk about um, what trips you can plan for us and help us and yeah. what some Chalamoid recommendations as well. For sure. So, okay, just to answer that, we actually decided to streamline what we pick up on vacation, and we do 
magnets. We're not so exciting, but you can always find a magnet. And what we can do is once your refrigerator is full, we could actually, you can take a magnet, like a magnetized piece of metal and just make a display in your house of all the magnets. So that was what we chose to be our oh, thing that was a clever. few years ago. We were like, we need a thing. Otherwise the kids are going to want to buy everything. So right. So thing. I have a chachka table and I try to buy uh-huh. like a, a classic thing from each neighborhood or yeah. that I go to it. But I only oh, started so it like, a few years ago, I, I did a lot of traveling before that, that I don't have right. the stuff. So I've kind of like trying up. to play catch up if I go back there again. <laughs> like I was in Italy twice, I was in, but I only have, you know, um, in different cities. And I try to get something from each city, but I was in Venice for the second time. So I mm. picked up some glass Murano stuff. So Beautiful. Um, but so yeah, fun. so I am trying to play catch up. And I, funny thing here I'm going to share with everyone, I work mm-hmm. for Gourmet Glide. Everybody knows I do their Instagramming. Yep. And they wrote into my contract, like a bit of a joke, but I really stick to it. Because one of the guys there loves mm-hmm. to travel, that I have to bring him back a shot glass wherever I go. Oh, so, so for the last four or five years, I, I, wherever I go, whatever city I go to, I bring him back a shot glass. So oh, that is the best. He has though. a that massive so collection. He has a better collection than I do. So That's amazing. Yeah. So about Hillamore trips, listen, I think this year is not going to be so different Hillamore trip-wise because what do we always like to do for Hillamore trips? We like to go outside. We like to spend time in the fall air. And those are the things that are really the safest and best things to do right now. Now, do we know what's going to be happening in a month? anywhere not really especially with schools opening everything being different but i think we can get some comfort in the fact that this year some of those traditional things we've always done are really available we can go apple picking we can go on a hayride you know all those fun outdoor things that we associate with homoid we're probably going to be able to do which is really nice yeah, yeah. I, 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 are the parks so is dis is I know Disney's open for the people that are going to be Disney World is open. Dis- Disneyland is still Close. has no date of opening. Wow. So yeah, I know, and they do it on reservations. I know because when I was in Monday in in uh, last Monday in Florida with the Smilers, we we're doing a ground review uh, of yeah. the of the property. Um, and I asked the concierge, what's the story with Disney? They said, yes, they're open, but, you know, you have to book in advance because they're, yes, they're doing limited. They are doing limited. And the best thing about that, I absolutely love amusement parks, but I absolutely hate crowds. It's just a thing for me. It's, this is my ideal situation because <laughs> there's there are no lines. Actually, I was speaking with someone who recently, who went last week to Disney World, and they went on, they had no lines. They were around the park three times. They spent one day and they did everything. That's unheard of. Okay. Unheard but you of. just have to wear so your mask. You have to wear In fact, they actually have such a, such a strict mask policy. If you are, you know, you know, you know those, uh, those rides that you, the, the ride pictures they take. Yeah. If your mask is like not perfectly on your face in that picture, they won't give you the picture. Like they are very, they won't even wow. let their, okay. any media out. So you, they are very strict on masks, which I think is, probably why they haven't had a massive outbreak yet because everybody was on the edge of their seat like why is disney world opening but if everyone stay you know is strict and there's not as many people and if you're comfortable with that i say this is the time to do it this is the time to do it if you and it's again every you follow if you're going to follow the rules you're comfortable with the rules and it's open go for it if you're not comfortable then don't do it right totally okay this is very other options and these are personal opinions i just want to say like there are people there there are people there people are very afraid to leave their houses still respect that if there are people that are not afraid but they should 
follow the rules when they're outside, respect that. These are just our personal opinions. Like people are very judgy. Exactly. People are very – like if I, I won't have anyone on my Instagram who's, who's um, not got a mask on from the nose to right. the chin. Like, you know, it's very, yeah. very, very important. And I'll I always ask, you know, even if I'm outside, you want mm-hmm. me to put a mask on, you know, like – always. Always, I think it's really important now that we are mindful of that. And just this is, again, not necessarily even a travel thing. It's the people thing. I don't – I feel sad about how judgy it has become. I think that's, you know, difficult parts of personalities come out during difficult times. And I think as long as people, again, are following the rules that are in the place where they are at the time and they respect the rules and they respect everyone around them that may have a more stringent view or feeling – as long as we stay with that, we respect each other, that's what this is about. A mask is not a big deal, you know, as long as you feel comfortable with it. And if you're not comfortable in the mask and the people you're with need are more comfortable with it, then you maybe can just hang out in a few months. And that's right. also okay. Say, see it's, you in a few months. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's total, and it's not hard feelings. It's just how everybody feels I, today and how people feel comfortable. I, so still, I, think, I still can't believe it's, it's Rosh Hashanah and we're still – in Corona, and we're still doing. I, I, oh. I thought it was going to be over by Shavuos. <laughs> when we were planning Shavuos outside in in March I, for our shul, I went, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> and I, I can't. And now it's Rosh Hashanah. I, I heard already, like Pesach time, someone said, "You know, it's going to be like this through Sukkot." I'm like, "It is not. It That's is crazy. not. I know. There is no way I'm going to still be doing Zoom classes in September." <laughs> Guess what? I've got a lot Guess of Zoom what? Rosh Hashanah classes coming up. Yep. <laughs> So can I tell you my one last tip of mine that you will love for, yes. for Holomoid trips? Yes. Make, go into your, take Naomi Nachman's Perfect for Pesach, find your favorite cookie or cake recipe and make it for your Holomoid trips. Because ah, then ah, the people, ah. no, I'm telling you, we do this. We, we make your Pesach, like it kind of cakes and stuff. We, you know, because if we're somewhere and the guys can't find a sukkah and everybody wants a something, then they don't just have the apples or the cheese or the this. They could have, and since your cookies taste, you know, so good so we make them and we which bring cookies them for so i love your every single one anything in your pesach cookbook oh you're so out. cute it's funny no, that we're talking true, about though. pesach because it's mazonot it's not mazonot it's shahakol and that's why you can maybe so you possibly eat it out of the sukkah exactly you don't need a sukkah right so that is depending our, on the opinion everyone secret. has their opinions but yeah Exactly. So exactly. So if you're not comfortable doing that, please don't do it. But that is our family secret. Hope that no one don't judge us. No, 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 no. <laughs> we also eat. Uh, yeah. So we do that. It's a, it's a cute way of working. But if you don't want to do that, then you can bring a lot of chocolate foods around with you that are filling and good. And so it takes away, relieves that stress. There are a lot of places in the Northeast also that you can find a sukkah that you can go and eat in or take care of, you do, do whatever you need. But again, I always like to help people relieve that level of stress. Like you can be a perfectly 100% observant Jew anywhere in any way without the stress. Okay, and I, I love that. I want to make sure that that, you know, that pe- works for people. If people want you to book a, help them book a um, winter break trip. Yes. Um, how can so, they find you? What's it? So just- you can find me on my. I have a website. It's Planet for You with with the U is the U, the letter U dot com. But I'm also very active on Instagram. When it's also Planet for You with an underscore, and you can find me there. And I will talk with you right now with with winter break planning. I recommend planning 
but keep in mind you we need to stay flexible anything we book we need to do with uh trip insurance anything we plan we need to just have i think backup. we learned that a lot this year yeah everything has to have trip insurance you have to be very careful the type of trip insurance you get based on your like what cause a lot of trip insurance don't they don't cover a pandemic. They don't. It's right. actually in their thing. They're like, sorry, as of X date, you don't get your insurance. Okay, so, so I think there's a lot of last minute stuff that's also going to be happening, which is also fine. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. So if you want to reach out, have a great trip. Uh, you can reach out to Rachel. She can make some suggestions. You can follow her on Instagram. You've got a big winter break trip coming up. I know it's funny to talk about winter break with, um, you know, um, Labor Day just behind us and Rosh Hashanah right in front of us. But, you know, like, why not? You know, I think I think yeah. it's a uh, plan ahead, especially now because pe- spaces are limited in each, you know, you can, you know, the ski from the ski slopes to Disney is all um, limited uh, admission. So exactly. Okay. And one thing I can tell you is that people who planned their trips in June were found much better things to do than people who planned their trips in the middle of August. Oh, uh, yeah. We uh, were able to stay in a cabin in the uh, Wyoming in um, Yellowstone because we had booked it. In May, yeah, my whole this exactly. was my whole quarantine when I was when we were inside for months and weeks on end. I was planning and dreaming about this, and it was really Amazing. cool that it happened. I was grateful, so grateful because we didn't know what was happening. Thank exactly. you very much. Well, thank you, Naomi. It was so nice talking with okay, you. Okay, likewise, and I look forward to uh, coming to the shore when this is all over. <laughs> we're so excited to have you. We're right. so excited. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye. Shabbat shalom. Okay, Shabbat shalom. that was great hearing from Rachel. It's just so optimistic talking to someone you know that's. You know, thinking about, you know, getting people out and about with safety protocols in place. And I love to travel. So it's just mentally refreshing for me to, you know, know that there's something going on outside. And okay, I just want to just take a little quick break and talk about um, things for Yontif that we need. With Yontif a week away, um, you need paper goods. We have a code for you. I'm all about the codes. It's Naomi. This week, the code is Naomi. Naomi will give you 10% off posh settings with an S.com and for your paper goods. You want really nice paper goods for Yontif, delivered quickly um, from company, poshsettings.com. Use the code, code Naomi and you will save 10% off your order. And also, you know, we're saying before that you need, like sometimes you need a new soup ladle, a new vegetable peel, a new especially apple peelers, get yourself a new peeler. Thekoshercook.com, you can follow them also on Instagram and you can go to the website, thekoshercook.com. Get yourself apple peelers, um, apple cookie cutters, um, new nice cutting boards and they say milk fleshic parv or meat dairy parv. Um, I absolutely love it. I got myself a whole new set when I started my Zoom business. Um, with all the cooking classes, I needed like more equipment and I reached out to them and they have great stuff, high quality. That's why I'm actually standing behind their products. I absolutely love them. So the koshercook.com code Naomi will save you 10% off your order. So um, you'll go check that out um, with a week to go. Um, and also again, Naomi 10 for Smilo if you do want to come away for on a Sukkot program. Okay, up next, we have a wonderful fellow Naomi. We've had a lot of Naomi's on the show, but this Naomi is local. She came right over from North Woodmere to uh, our Nacham Siegel Network studio in Woodmere, our off-site campus. So welcome Naomi Jacobs to uh, Table for Two. Joseph, did I say Jacob? Joseph. Sorry, my last name's Nachman and I get called like all kinds. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm amazing 
and I'm so full of energy listening to you do all of the other interviews. You're incredible. Thank you. And I'm so happy to be here. Okay, you've got quite a journey that you've had yourself, and I really wanted my followers to share this you know, to find some inspiration for the new year, you know, a week away till uh, Rosh Hashanah. And I think you have a great story to tell. Thank you so much. So I've just finished writing my very first book. It's called Binge and Sprint, An Orthodox Jew's Journey from Endless Cake to Recovery. And it talks about my 40-year journey through binge eating. Uh, that what, what, what do you mean by binge eating? Let's just clarify that because... Okay, so let me explain what a binge looks like. And I'm sure many of the listeners may hear my description and think, oh, that girl's got nothing on me. I'm much worse than that. And some people may say, wow, I feel so much better after listening to her because now I realize I'm really not so bad at all <laughs> compared to her. <laughs> right, you're in the middle there for some people, yeah. So um, binge eating is, I'll, I'll tell you, if there were a secret camera in my kitchen, what you would see would be me coming in to the kitchen and binging is done in private, it's done in secret. And so depending upon how stealth you are, either the people in your family would know that you are binge eating or they wouldn't know that you are binge eating. Um, and you ha I would have a look on my face, if the camera were looking at me, I would have a look on my face of distracted and anxiety and um, just sort of zoned out. And then you look through your cabinets and your refrigerator and your freezer and you start putting together concoctions that are that make no sense that are very very caloric and so you could take frozen stale hot dog buns and dip them alternate alternately in nutella and jelly that was open before the flood and cereal with your kid snacks in it or you know drizzled in honey or anything caloric and you would just eat it and just shove insane amounts of food down your throat i've actually i've heard of binge eating before but i didn't realize what it was yes so that's that what, i thought you just like ate an entire packet of potato chips at once no so binge eating and when you're in it, you don't even know what you're doing. And it's very time-consuming. It's a huge time suck, which it could last an hour. It could last 45 minutes. And then when you're done, you don't even know what you ate. And unless then there's evidence, there's crumbs, there's wrappers, and you kind of don't even remember. But what it does for – may I go on and say, okay. So yeah, what, I'm like, what it does, listen, because I've never – So what it does for you is it – um, is it just sort of, I call it using cake as fortitude. It just sort of gets you to a place where you can then go on, which is the name of my book, the term that I've coined, binge and sprint. So especially in the Jewish community, when there's so much pressure on us, especially as women, to be productive and always in the house, you know, doing something constructive, not just, you know, laying about but always having to do and to accomplish. And um, it just sort of helps you get from one place to another. It helps you transition. So let's say you come home from a whole day of work, but then you have to take care of your family. You use the binge to sort of transition you. And really you think it's giving you, again, cake is fortitude, but really what it does is just sort of numbs you so that you can stuff a feeling or fill a void 
so that you could go on. You see, like, I'm completely speechless. Like, I didn't know this is, like, a thing. A lot of people, and you would be so surprised. And it's counted for people that have come forward within the United States for binging, 2.8 million people. And those are just the people that have come forth with it. There's estimated really about over 5 million people in the United States That are doing alone. this whole like stuff your face with Yes, it. yes. And all, all done in secret, taking the wrappers and putting it on the bottom of the garbage so nobody knows. And yeah. So it's really, it's, it's a drug. It's like um, the good girl's drug, food. Wow. I mean, I, 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 I guess maybe I have a healthy relationship with food. On Chabas, I eat too much, and that's why I, you know, gained weight. But it's lovely not from to have sneaking, <laughs> not from sneaking right. food. Like I'm very public. Everybody knows when I'm eating something. Thirty thousand people are watching. <laughs> and I think that that is the goal to have that healthy relationship with food and to be able to eat one or two cookies for joy. Right. For a little bit of joy. Goldie's smiling. Exactly. Goldie see brown. Right. I'm all about I'm all, right. Everything in moderation. Right. I learned this from my friend Naomi TGIS from Instagram. Everything in moderation, including moderation. Yes. Oh my God. Isn't I that love great? that. Naomi, she told that. me she heard it from someone else, but another Naomi. Another Doing Naomi. Good. Another Naomiism. <laughs> There's a few of it, a few Na Naomi Ross as well. Um I, I just I just feel like um you know, I'm very open about my food and my kids are very open about food. And we, we eat in balance. Like we eat tons of healthy food and salads and challahs and dips, even though that's not like, it's a little caloric. But we, we, we eat on Shabbos and, and we have cake and coffee and cake and coffee a lot on Shabbos and tea and cake. and But we're not, no one's doing it in secret. But then again, during the week, we're like watching what we're eating in moderation. And like all of that is beautiful. And just two things I want to say about that, because that really is the goal, to be able to have that healthy relationship, to be able to have a piece of cake and then walk away. But what a binge eater does is they feel so guilty and so terrible because most binge eaters are perfectionists and they feel that unworthy because they did something wrong and bad by eating the cake and then they just go ahead and say well I blew it and then you know shove a whole thing of cookies down their throat without even enjoying it in secret so to be able to learn to have that cookie to have that piece of cake enjoy it and then walk away and not think about it that is a huge mountain to climb for a binge eater and then the other thing that I want to say is binge eaters know they know all this information they know that yes of course you can enjoy on Shabbos and that's part of Shabbat that you should be able to enjoy yes. and, and and all the Chagim and to have and to taste it and that's really our culture is, is through food and, and to taste all of those beautiful things and to have the Chag in every sense, physical sense of the word as well. But binge eating doesn't come from knowledge of food. It comes from, it has nothing to do with food. It it's comes something from something so, much so, deeper. So one might need therapy. Yes. I, I don't want to say so. it like quiet. Say it loud. Therapy. Yes. Everyone <laughs> probably needs therapy. You know, it used to be we'd say therapy like this. But now it's therapy. <laughs> it's healthy. And especially now with the whole quarantine, we're talking about mental health all the time. Yes. You know, my, I have a foodie friend. That's a guy. A big shout out to Sruli 
uh, I was going to say Swirly Eats, Swirly Cooks is his Instagram name. I've had him on the show before. And he's really pushing a lot of mental health now. And a lot of people are pushing it. Like, keep your head above water. I know yes. I quarantine was super hard for me. Mm-hmm. I did not turn to food. Well, a lot of people have. I mean, people have, you've heard the expression, I've gained the COVID-19. Oh, I, I, and I, yes, I and call people, it quarantine 15. Yeah. And people are at war with the refrigerators. And so I think right. that this is just a very timely subject to, right. be, to be speaking about. And it's, it's really a, about I love that you said therapy. It, it is about going back to Absolutely. the root of it because when you have a void, you can't you can't fill a void. The only way to get rid of it is to get to the root of it and just pull that sucker out like a bad tooth, right? That's the only way to do it is, is to get to the root of things. Where did it come from? And what are the feelings that it produced? And where do you go from there? And how do you deal with that? And it's really about building your self-esteem, knowing that you are a child of God and that you are a daughter of a son of a king and that you house your soul, which is part is godly. And therefore, you need to take care of your body. And it's not a sin for self-care. A lot of people really don't think that they deserve it. I, you know, I run around like a crazy person. Like, I have a busy schedule from morning till night. Like, I work 15, 16 hours a day if it's a a collaboration, work, a catering, radio show. But, like, every morning, like, opening up, I take a bath every morning. Because I want to relax for 20 minutes and that's my time and it sets me for the whole day. And then I get up, get, get, I mean, and then I get out, get dressed, daven, have my coffee. That is my day. I, Goldie knows actually this, I actually encourage my followers to do that this year, um, that we should daven every morning, like when you're, once you're showered and dressed and out of a whole year, part of, it's part of your whole self-care thing because you have to like, it's like, Darwining is meditation as well, right? So I, I, I think you know how many I'm. That's from net from when I started last year till today. I missed. Okay, so I had rules. I so I said everyone, let's do a whole year of davening without missing chakras. Chakras are without missing, but sometimes you get busy and very so you forget. Right now, I don't know if any of you know. Like I've been traveling. I tra- basically traveled heavily from Mate Sukkis, Simchas Torah, until Corona started. I traveled very heavily. I was on a plane once a week. So really, even then, even when it was Corona, I was busy. I did a ton of Zoom classes. I kept myself very busy. In the entire so so, if I missed the davening, I made it up within a week at Mincha. I didn't. You know, Mincha was so it should be that I didn't miss that Shimon Esther within that one week nine times. A whole year. We're up to almost 365 days. I only missed davening nine times. It's not a lot, right? Like I was Single so, digits. That, that <laughs> I was so proud of myself. And once was this week. I wasn't feeling well one day. I kept saying, I'll daven, I'll daven, I'll daven. And I forgot. But within that week, I made up mincha before Shabbos. So I felt like I got in my... T- but part of the davening, part of davening is just taking time from... You need, I had the bath in the mornings, me time, and then davening me and Hashem, because without Hashem, we don't have me time. So I kind of like all incorporated it in there, and then I would go for my coffee. Now I'm tying it into food. That first sip of coffee in the morning, cannot talk to anyone, make my bracha, and that first sip, because you can't repeat with the second sip. That first sip of coffee during the day is my, sec- my third self-care bath, davening and the coffee. Every morning without fail. 
just so I can go, Save the moment for 10 seconds and then move on. Five seconds. And then I feel like I can handle the world with that. It's not only that. I have to tell you, I'm so happy that you brought up davening. I think it's such an important thing to do for a binge eater. The reason is, is that part of the binge, and again, the binge and then the sprint, has to do with so much pressure. You feel like you need to take care of everything by yourself. You feel like if you don't get everything done and get it done perfectly, that the world may in fact blow up, right? So when you daven, it just reminds you that you don't run the world. No, we don't. I think you don't run the world. We've learned that now more than ever with Corona. Yes. <laughs> it reminds you that you don't run the world and then it takes the pressure off of you. You understand that Hashem, you're under his wing and he is with you and that you don't have to turn to food. It's not going to help you. Hashem is going to help you if you turn to him. And the other thing that I wanted to say was it's so funny that you brought up davening because one of the things through through my 40-year journey, I, I also talk about I had a 10-year battle with infertility. Um, we were married, which was crazy moving to this neighborhood, being married 10 years and not having kids. Could you even imagine <laughs> like the stories that I have about that? I can but imagine. I, I do mean, a lot of work with A-Time. Oh, me too. I love A-Time. They helped me so much. We have, well, well, that's like a whole Hiya separate Kitty issue. Nissen, I love you. There's a whole... I run their, I run their online, uh, online Chinese auction. Really? Yeah. That's an amazing auction. Yeah, so I, I'm the I'm the ZK is the back back of house. He live streams it, and I um, the prizes there are incredible. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> did anybody watch that? And you all know, but the prize that I'm talking about. Hello, my husband is here. He's going to say hello. It's El- I don't think we've ever had Svi on camera before on on the Nachum Siegel Network. Um, sure. uh, you know why Svi's down here? Because he's like, where's lunch, right, Svi? Exactly Can we just say what's your favorite lunch? What do you love to eat the most for lunch? I'm putting you on the spot. Tough one. Either sushi or pizza. Sushi or pizza. So, okay, excellent, great. We'll be right with you. <laughs> Should we, we take an advertising break? We'll take an advertising break. What lunch would you like? <laughs> A sponsored break. Okay, excellent. Um, yeah, so women who do it all make their husbands lunches. <laughs> Um, and the whole family. Like don't, the guy. Don't, don't you feel like, don't you feel like that as women, like during Corona, we had like, I was like, you were the lunch lady, you're the school monitor, you made breakfast, lunch, and dinner. A hundred percent. And, and what I did find, which was so great about Corona was just that my whole family kind of, everybody came in, everybody ended up taking a bowl, somebody took a knife. The only problem that I have Nobody wants to clean up. <laughs> right, right. Yes, yes. It was. It's. It's a challenge in this house too. Okay, so we came down looking for lunch. I'm sorry, we got. <laughs> Everyone comes down looking for lunch in this house. We are actually recording this on a Wednesday around lunchtime, so you're going to be hearing this on Friday morning. But yeah. <laughs> but speaking about, so what I want to say, it's actually worked in perfectly, and we were just talking about cleaning up and talking about lunchtime, um, and I, we were before. Um, your husband came down, we were talking about infertility. And I remember one time I was saying, Birchar Hamazon, and you know, when they say, Avraham Vyitzchak Vyakov Bakol Mikol Kol, like if you take a look at what Avraham's call was, like Hashem blessed him in all, what was all of it that he gave him a child in his own age? And it's so funny that you say that during Birchar Hamazon, because I realized my whole life I was saying that for a bracha to have a child, but at the same time, 
with the food, I was fighting the food so desperately that I was pushing half that bracha away. And it's so funny because food and Judaism and nourishment and being able to do that for it's the basic thing that you do for a child is it's all interwoven. And when you're not at peace with the food, then it all um, works against each other until you can sort of get that whole part together. And there's a ton of infertility within the from community and it goes together with the eating disorders. There's so much research on that. Wow. This has like been really insightful. Like I did not know a lot of this stuff and people's relationships with food in this in this way because I because I didn't have one. I really haven't met someone who's been so open with think of it like I've done over two hundred shows. Maybe there are people that have this. I want you to know that every single time I somebody's oh, I wrote a book, what's it about? How many unsuspecting, very, very slim people that you would never think come to me or will write me a text and say you don't know, every night I binge on this, that, or the other thing, and I'm waiting for your book, and I'm hoping it will help me. Fantastic. It's amazing, because it's so shameful that nobody discusses it. When can we, can we, can we, when can we get a hold of this book? What do we need so to do? right now, if you go to bingeandsprint.com, bingeandsprint.com, you can just leave your name and your email, um, and that will put you on a list to be notified when the book comes out. I'm hoping within the next few months. Yay! Yay! And, um, and there you have it. And then you'll be notified as soon as it's available. Okay, fantastic. This has been amazing. Thank you. I, I, like, I learn a lot. I'm so happy. I'm glad. I'm thrilled you reached out. Uh, Thank you. And I just want to say that I'm so thrilled that I'm walking out of here with Naomi's Perfect Flavor Cookbooks. (laughs) I'm so excited to run home and make everything in here. Okay. Thank you very much. And and there's like some really healthy recipes and there's some really like... We like a little bit of everything. Right. See, everything in moderation. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm going to ask my next guest to switch seats with you, Naomi. You can stick around. Um, And we're going to have Goldie. A commercial. Yeah, no, there's no commercial. We just go straight into it. Um, okay, so Goldie and I have known each other from our days on the Lower East Side when I was a young mum and she was probably still in high school and then I saw her get married and move out to the five towns and far Rockaway into far Rockaway. We've stayed in touch. I'm friends with her whole family, her parents. Her brothers play basketball with my husband. Um your mom, I taught your brother, your grandmother taught one of my daughters, your other grandmother uh, taught me how to make lists. Her grandmother was, Oliver Sean, was a big list queen. She was the queen. So I had lists of what to bring down for the sukkah. Um, yeah, so welcome, Goldie Seabrow. First of all, shout out to my grandmother. Oh, Mrs. Pfeffer. Mrs. When we Pfeffer. said, when we said um, that her grandmother taught, taught my, she has two grandmothers I'm close with. Um, one passed away a few years ago and one is still alive and well. Baruch Hashem, Mrs. Pfeffer, you taught my daughter Simi. Simi now has two kids living in Israel. So That's right. And uh, Mrs. Pfeffer is the number one fan of the Nachum Single Network. Yes, we yes, all know that. Yes, we, we, we know. We Even know. ZK knows her, remembers her Kugel, <laughs> her vanilla cake. Okay, Mrs. Pfeffer, I'm coming over. <laughs> Um, Goldie, so Goldie has got a, besides being a Mora in yes. BBY? Tag. Tag, tag, sorry. Tag. That's okay. Um, she's got a super talent of being an amazing baker and cook. She, cook, but really her business is desserts. Desserts, yeah. Desserts, and she made a beautiful tower back in the day for Lira's Bat Mitzvah when Corona was just a beer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and she made a tower of meringues. 
uh, not macarons. Ma- macarons. Macarons. Um, so we said, Goldie, you got to come on the show. And you're supposed to come to Lori's side, but that Corona hit us. And yes. like, let's just have you here in the house. It's much more convenient for it me is. and you. And much. Sorry, ZK, ZK doesn't matter. He's either going to the city or he's coming to Long Island. I think coming to Long Island's got to be better than going to the city. Right. Yeah, right? Park, There's park. better parking. Parking's better. better. Parking. My driveway's excellent. Okay. Um, maybe Tzvi will eat some of these for lunch. Sure. <laughs> okay, so how you doing, Goldie? We're doing great, Baruch Hashem. How we're was your back to last few months? It was great. We were last in Woodburn. Yeah. Um, Woodburn I was, was alive and the well. summer. It was amazing. It was rejuvenating. Talk about looking at a different four walls. Yeah. It was wonderful. Baruch Hashem. Yeah. So, there's yes. There's Gabby. There's my daughter, Gabby. She's coming down to say hello. Okay. So, um, yeah, now that we're back to school, back to business, Yom Tovim, um, this is actually the anniversary of when I started my business because I started four years ago and it was Rosh Hashanah time. It was actually one of those things I never expected to do. I always loved to pachka and make pretty things, but I never really, I never thought I'd have a business. And then I had the space available in my house. I took over my rental and I started making royal icing cookies, decorated cookies, custom cookies, just for fun. I helped out a friend. I made for my son's Sharon. But then I had this space, and it was as we were setting up for school, one of the teachers I work with said to me, um, you know, I'm looking for those, like, little custom cookies. I want to make, like, packages for my kids' teachers as, like, a Shana Tova gift. So I said to her, I said, oh, I'll make them for you. And I, like, blinked, and I sold, like, 50 packets within maybe two days of cookies. And... My business started. It's amazing. Okay, so you have a whole bunch of goodies in front of us, and we love to eat on camera. Everybody knows that. Oh, sure. Okay, We're going to bring more over. We're going to bring more over. She has so much good stuff. Yes. And we said everything in moderation, so, you know, my lunch today is going to be the cookies. Right. Okay, <laughs> so we have lots of stuff here, and this is just a little sampling of what we have oh, that's for Rosh Hashanah. Honeycomb. They're honeycomb, and they're little bees, and here we have, like, little Shonatova Pops. Are they parv? Everything I make is parv, unless it's for Shavuos and it's clearly labeled. But my whole facility is parv, and I'm under Hashgacha, I'm under the Five Towns Vod and Rabbi Forst, so I'm good to bring anywhere. I love milkshakes, you know. I know, I know. Butter is better. I know. Butter is better, everybody said. I know, I know. Okay, so what what goodies can we show everyone for Roshana, and how can people. Might be I a have a website. You have a website. People can find you just, just and through Instagram. Just in Ice by Goldie. Um, my website is icebygoldie.design. I-C-E-D-B-Y-G-O-L-D-I-E. Not with a Y. Correct. Dot design. I have a website. And you can find me on Instagram. And you can see all my things there. Um, this is just a small sampling. But um, something else I wanted to show is that because I'm also in the Simcha industry. And that's like a big hot topic today because are we having weddings? Are we not having weddings? Are we having big weddings, small weddings? Right. <laughs> so outside, like inside, whatever it is, you have to be respectful and you have to be safe. So, but everybody wants to celebrate. Yes. So um, I brought here just a few samples of individual, individually wrapped items that you could have for a simcha that... Sorry, individually wrapped items that you can have for a simcha that are Corona safe. Oh my gosh! So you can put these like so people can each get their own. Right, or they go like in a little bag and oh, a little box. This is so cute! I love yeah. this idea. This is. That's can I eat one? Taste. Can I? Please. 
That's okay. um, Hadzama. cinnamon. Yeah, cinnamon popcorn. Cinnabon popcorn. Cinnabon popcorn. <gasps> ZK's got to be very happy. Well, I have a lot more. Well, it's lunchtime, ZK. Yes. See, so even Sweet came down looking for food. Hadzama, right? Baruch Atadayim. me. I hear the crunch. No. Do you hear that crunch? You want to take ZK? <laughs> it's fresh. We made it this morning. Oh, my God. There's popcorn, Gabby. So Before Abba came down, my husband came down, and now my daughter Gabby's down. Everybody's coming down looking for food. It's a disadvantage of doing a show around lunchtime. Or for me, it's an advantage. I get to see my family in the middle of a show. Absolutely. <laughs> Gabby, what do you think? Home. It's a cinnamon bond popcorn. Mm. Say hi. <laughs> hi. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And I make lots of flavors. Caramel, cookies and cream. But that's a great item to have individually wrapped. And then you just take your portion and it's Corona safe. Right. I love that. Free. You've got to, like, we're talking about we're reinventing the wheel. Exactly. Listen, we don't even know what's <laughs> going to be. I'm making my first bar mitzvah in six weeks. I have no plans. I don't first know bar mitzvah? My first bar mitzvah. I have girls first. Ah. Oh. And I have zero plans. He's learning his parsha. And this that's is, about it. <laughs> I have a very good friend, um, uh, Pin Inawina. She's events right. by Pin Inawina on Instagram. Right. You know, we I met worked her, with sure. her. She's super talented. She can plan your entire simcha in a week. She said every simcha is like a bris. Right, exactly. Right? You can make a wedding in a week. You make a bar mitzvah in a week. You can do it. In fact, Penina, we made three bar mitzvahs for the same family, all the same bar mitzvah, because the plans kept changing. It was supposed to be in Israel. Then it was supposed right. to be in an upstate hotel. Then the, the hotel lost power, and then she made it in Woodmere. She planned three bar mitzvahs, and it was amazing. Right. Right. You just have to stay with the times. Right. Listen, Go even, the even our studio. Who'd never thought that I'd be doing shows from my house week after week? Right. I'm happy about that. Right. <laughs> These are actually, it's a very cute idea. Someone wanted to give out um, like a small favor to the, her friends that she couldn't invite to her child's wedding. So she asked me to put together for her like a little a little box. So it's like they came to the chasana. Right. Exactly. This is so cute. I like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. That's, what's inside? It's um, chocolate cookies, chocolate covered Oreos. But oh. they're chas and kala. You had me at Oreos, guys. Check Please, this out. If you're them. watching on a Nachum Seal Network chat, on, on our on, on the chat, I meant app or YouTube app or video or online, and you can watch us. You can watch us and listen to us. Right. Okay, I like that. Now, what about these chocolate molds? Okay, so these are pops. These are also popular because ah, they could popular. be popular. These can be individually wrapped, and I individually wrap, wrap pops all the time. And these I put in little boxes as gifts. You know, Shana Tova gift, you want to give to your neighbors, your machatanim, your kids' teachers, whatever. I make big ones, small ones, logs. Right. But, but you do this all year. Like, we just. All these, year. And she, like, it's seasonal. Like, right now, she's right. in Rosh Hashanah. They're, they're listening to this a week before exactly, Rosh Hashanah. Exactly. So, so but, the, you know, maybe they want to do something for Sukkot. Right, right. Well, we make peas and pops, and we make Hanukkah pops. But it, pops are like by occasion because these are all chocolate truffles. It's not plain chocolate, it's delicious, it's soft. And it's something that everybody loves to eat. Um, just a cute little Rosh Hashanah trick, if you're watching. Um, these look like honeycomb, but really, do you know how to make this? No. No? What? What do you mean? What do you think that is? The, the white? Yes. It looks like honeycomb. It's bubble wrap. Oh, I was... Okay. How just, cute is that? You could do this at home. Sure. Okay, let's zoom in on that. Yes, I didn't realize you'd be doing it in the house. If not, I could have like demonstrated. But you just melt chocolate and pour it onto the bubble wrap and use it as a chocolate mold. Okay, I love that. And That's then very freeze cool it out. and rip it off. Did and you then think you could do that yourself. 
Um, I'm sure I didn't. I probably saw it somewhere, but I use it in many different um, different delicacies. I put it like as a garnish in a mousse cup and I put it on like a, a cookies and cream cake. Yeah. And we do it in like all colors and Your grandmother's getting nachos. I, can I feel know. It. I, I can know. feel it through the phone. Yes. So, um, so, this is what, you know, these are like special Rosh Hashanah delicacies, but there's lots more, you know, of course there's the honey cakes or whatever, but the chocolates are good for any occasion. Every day is a good day for chocolate. This <laughs> is true. This is true. Okay. Now le- I want, what's peanut this? Chew. Peanut, peanut chew. Peanut chew. I know I don't you don't like peanut butter. No, I know. No, but I do eat things with peanut in it. Okay. So these are praline. These okay. are just like little chocolates okay. and they're all power, but they, they do so. taste milk like CK, please. And then peanut chew comes like in a big one. I gave this last year, like to my son's Rebbe. Um, and then these come in like boxes. These come in, in peanut, like in, in truffle too, but these are peanut chew. They're just great treats. And people don't eat nuts on Rosh Hashanah, but they eat peanuts. Peanuts right. are not the kind of nuts. Because peanut is a legume. Right. Exactly. Okay. So. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes. I like this. That's why people don't eat peanuts on Pesach, but they'll eat nuts. So now right. it's the other way around. Exactly. I never thought exactly. about that before. Yes, 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 yes. <gasps> So that is um, that is just part of the things I do. But this, here's a small sampling. Right, and I believe you also give a lot of baking classes, I which do. I think is so. I give a lot of baking classes. I gave a little bit upstate when I was there in the summer, and I give like shul demos, like you do, and I do cake wars. But a lot of baking classes, a lot of classes for kids. I give classes in my house on Sunday morning for preteens for teenagers I teach like the mechanics of baking how to follow a recipe and then it was like like an eight-week course on following different recipes and each time the girls went home with something that they could make you know obviously they went home with the the actual item but another skill that they learned how to separate eggs um about using whip and piping cream and uh trying to think what else we used how to make like perfectly flat cookies and how to ice them and how to work with chocolate and I think the feedback here. was amazing. Okay, yeah, you're very talented. And the, the best, one of the best things about Goldie is she's not just someone who can give a baking class. She has the, actually the teaching skill. Right. Because she spent teaching for 10, 15 years. 20-something years. I don't, I don't want to make us sound so old. <laughs> like 25. <laughs> like 25. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I started literally. I was, uh, you know, literally like very – Yep. Way before I was 20. Like, right. we started me, a long time also, ago. Right. Yes. We, but I don't like We started a long, a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, that you have the skill to take down the information or break down the information. Exactly. You know, not everyone can teach. You can be a genius in your field, but if you can't break that information down, make yourself relatable to your students, right. you can't teach. You're not a good teacher. Right. right. And it's so such nachas for me when I would get pictures from my students' parents you know, they ba- they're had a kiddish for the baby sister and like all the different things they made or an aunt's vart or, you know, and these girls were making their own mousse cups. They were making their own cookie cakes. They were making so many different beautiful things. And I was so, just so grateful that they had the appreciation and they were able to do it on their own. We just had upstate in Monticello. I gave a cookie class to, I gave one for teenagers and one for the adults. And someone there in where I was, was making a kiddish for her baby daughter. And Somebody walked in, more than one person, and said, oh, Goldie, you made the cookies? I said, no, I didn't, but I taught her how to do it, and that was amazing. Right. And the mother of the baby made her own cookies. Yes, it is. It's like when people send me pictures of things that they made from my book. Exactly. You know, like, it's like your nachas. I'm so thrilled to be able to to see that, you know. Um, Wow. Very nice. Um, If you had a really great recipe that you would share 
you know, something, a resource you could share about, like people can make their own baking as well. Like, you know, what would you recommend or... Um, okay, for Rosh Hashanah. For Rosh Hashanah. Probably. Okay, so last year... Because we have a lot of people that can't order from you because you, they, they live in California That's or fine. Israel I or mean, Europe. Normally I ship. You should know that now it is... Oh, really? You ship? Yeah, I ship in the United States and it's usually very, very good. Now with Corona, the shipping is not yeah, as good, not as reliable. And, and chocolate is hot if, you, if you're stuck. Right, I don't ship to California or Florida in the summer. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. But, okay, so let's talk about... Last year we did a great recipe for... Um, like a pomegranate mousse, and I used red jello, like a strawberry or raspberry flavor, and I used half the hot water was um, pomegranate juice, and I used a little less liquid than it calls for, so it um, it solidified really, really well. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. so clever. And it was really like a beautiful color, and it was a pomegranate flavor, and it was like a two-layer mousse, and it was really, really good. Um, I can share the recipe Okay, um, you can reach out. People should follow yes, you on Instagram. And, yeah, and, and it's and on my feed. The recipe's on my feed. Okay, fantastic. Absolutely. And then you could um, garnish it. I garnished it with these um, bubble wrap honeycomb. I, I love it. Yes. Goldie, thank you so much for coming on the show. These are really delicious treats. I Enjoy. did eat a lot on camera because I'm going to save it for afterwards. I did eat the popcorn, which is The unreal. popcorn's almost gone. Just, it's very hard to eat chocolate and talk at the same it's time. It's fine. It's but fine. We are very excited to see this. Everyone yes. can see from our um, our uh, video. If you're watching, if you're listening, you can go check it out afterwards on our YouTube channel on the Nakam Sequel Net. And this Shana Tova to everybody. It should be a good year and a healthy year um, for all men. of us. Amen. Really, everyone should have a good gebenched year. Amen. Um, okay. I uh, just want to recap the koshercook.com, poshsettings.com, and Smilo. Um, all, all Sukkot's programs are each offering you 10% off all their programming. We're doing this just for our listeners off their programming or items, um, table settings or cookingware or Sukkot's programs. If you are in, uh, interested, you can always, if you can't seem to find the information again, reach out to me, Naomi, at I will help you. Um, I just really, everyone, thank you so much for the uh, last nine years of listening wow. and continued another nine or a hundred, who knows, but we should... Michelle will come this year and we continue should have a we should have a refuah from all this corona stuff <laughs> um, and we have music sponsored by our friends at Lichbenching by Kerem oh, thank, thank you, you Kerem and up next is Mark Zomik let's bring in the new year singing and dancing and of course eating Shabbat Shalom and Shana Tova Shabbat Shalom